Hi, welcome to the Ellis Talker Show. I'm DV LeBron. Today, I got a very special guest, Mr. Jason Sutherland, who is running for place two of WISD School Board. How are you doing, Mr. Sutherland? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Uh, you know, I, I know uh, I know these things aren't the most comfortable things, so I'll try to make sure that you're comfortable so you could answer the questions for the people of Waxahachie. Sounds great. Um, I know that you've seen there's a lot of growth and there's a lot of houses and rooftop coming in and so i don't know how well known you are or or if you're originally from waxahachie so can you go ahead and just give the people a bio of yourself sure sure i actually grew up in the red oak area i went to red oak uh, isd for uh you know from kindergarten up through about seventh grade and then my parents moved us out to cedar hill and so i finished up my uh my time in uh, cedar hill high school graduated from there I uh, went into uh, Air Force ROTC, uh, went out to uh, University of Texas at Arlington and uh, went through Air Force ROTC through TCU. And, uh, and then I spent about 13 years uh, in the Air Force. And uh, then when it came time to come home, uh, we came back to Ellis County, came back to Waxahachie um, and I've been here ever since. That was in, uh, I got out of the Air Force at the end of 2006. And um, I was here in the, in the spring of 07, we, we purchased a house and we've been in, in town ever since. Wow. So, I mean, first, I want to thank you for wanting to serve your community again, you know, so. Thank you. Uh, yes. Happy so, to do it. So, you know, you're running for the place play or you're running for place to WISD school board. There's some issues, some challenges that are going to be facing the district soon. And I'm going to have uh, the superintendent on April 20th. But I wanted to talk to you uh, why I wanted to ask you why. Do you want to run for the school board? I want to run for the school board because I feel like, well, I mean, just honestly, I feel like, uh, and not even just specific to Waxhachie ISD, but across our country, I feel like we are losing the next generation. Um, Marxism, socialism uh, is creeping into every uh, every part of uh, of, the, of our lives for our, for our young folks, and uh, and I am very concerned about that. Uh, my wife and I have been hosting uh, classes on the Constitution for the last couple of years since uh, around the, the COVID lockdown time frame. And uh, one of the quotes in there that's uh, given by David Barton of Wall Builders is that 75 percent, 75 percent of college students today would prefer that the United States was a socialist nation. And if you look across the entire uh, population, it's about 41 percent of Americans wish that uh, the United States was a socialist country. And those numbers are catastrophic for our form of government, for our, for our uh, way of life um, as Americans. And I think that, that a lot of that uh, is happening in our, even in our schools. And uh, so I want, to be, I want to be an obstacle to that. I want to be something that if the Marxists are going to take the hearts and minds of the Waxhachie ISD students, I want them to have to go through me first. I want to be able to sound the alarm and rally the, the parents and the community to let them know what's going on. Um, and to be able to ensure that when students graduate from Waxhachie ISD, they're graduating as a, as a patriotic citizen, uh, ready to go, and, uh, and, and they understand the, the immense blessing that they've received uh, to be heirs of the, of the greatest form of government on the planet. So that's, that's honestly how I feel about that. And I want to uh, be able to be a voice for that on the school board. Okay. Well, you know, there, there is definitely some forces pulling at the, at the schools and at the children. There's a lot of things going on socially, definitely. Um, what is the role of the school board, the proper role of the school board in the lives of the children, teachers, and the community of Waxahachie? 
Okay. Uh, the school board uh, gets involved with the policies. Uh, what are the policies for the district? Um, setting those policies. What is the proper allocation of, uh, of resources in terms of funding, in terms of, uh, of, of human resources? Um, and then also uh, working with the superintendent uh, in terms of holding uh, the superintendent accountable um, for, for really managing that whole, uh, the whole district. And so, uh, so those are the, the, the primary areas that I see as, uh, as the role of the school board. You talked about the Constitution and giving classes. So this class is right up your alley. Okay, how important is the First Amendment in the role of uh, in the role of a board member and in the role of the parents of WISD? Uh, the First Amendment is uh, is a vital importance really to all Americans. Uh, just our, our freedom to practice our religion, our freedom of speech, you know, to peaceably assemble, the freedom of the press. Uh, and to petition our government for the redress of gr grievances, those are those are five key rights that are protected by the First Amendment. Um, you know, countless Americans have have fought and died to preserve those freedoms, and uh, and we, they should not be taken lightly. Um, so, absolutely priceless. <laughs> well, you you know that the the form of communication and the importance of of communicating, be able to communicate and redress your government, um, enshrined in one of our, our most important documents. So definitely is, is does have a role in 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 the school board so wh what is your commitment to transparency will you will you commit to being transparent with the, the people the parents of, of Waxahachie yes absolutely I think transparency is very important I, th I think one of the ways that uh, that is very important to get um, for for academic uh, excellence is to have the maximum parental involvement that we can get and I think the way that we get uh, one way that we get parental involvement is through that transparency. So when there's something going on in the school board, make sure that the parents, that the community knows. And, uh, you know, there's nobody, there's nobody that that student means more to than the parent. Um, and let's get those folks involved and let's have them knowing what's going on and uh, be there for the, uh, for the, uh, for the conversation to be a part of those decisions. Absolutely. Okay. Now, one of the big issues that are affecting all people all over Texas. It's really a, a structural issue when it comes to property taxes. And it's something that's being worked out. There's so many levels, so many things behind it. But there's one essential thing that is true. The school board takes the highest amount of taxes out of your property taxes. That is that is true. That is the one statement that's true. Now, they don't set they don't do appraisals, but they set a rate and the rate determines what they're going to get for the next uh, fiscal year. And so I want to know, what are your thoughts on taxing? Are you someone who favors raising taxes? Um, is, there, is there a reason why you would vote for it? What is your logic when, when voting, if you were, if you were elected uh, on voting on taxes? I will, I will always want taxes to be lower. And I think that the property taxes um, are, uh, they're, they're affecting so many people. We have Texans and we have members of our community uh, in Waxhachie area that are they're losing their homes due to property taxes. Uh, they have been um, consistently increasing uh, year after year and, uh, and they cannot continue to increase. So we have to, we have to find alternatives. We have to find a way, what's a way that we can meet what is required? What is the way that we can provide an outstanding uh, education for our students uh, without pushing our community to the brink of financial disaster? So that's uh, probably the biggest um, challenge that we, <laughs> that we face in terms of uh, a school board, in terms of figuring out how to best go about doing that. 
no new revenue was in that conversation. Would that be something that you supported? Absolutely. And no new revenue is an interesting thing. You mentioned the tax rate uh, and the, the tax is made up by the, the tax rate. You also mentioned the appraisal, right? So you have the, the rate multiplied by the, the appraisal, which gives you the actual amount that is paid. So if the rate uh, is, is lowered, it, it doesn't do the, the taxpayer, you know, the taxpayer can't see that if the, if the, if the property value has skyrocketed, like has happened in the last few years in Waxahachie. Um, so the no new rate has to has to be low enough to in order, in order to compensate for that increase in in home prices that and values that we've seen uh, in our area. So and and the, the people are feeling that increase and they, you know they don't care if it's even know or care if it's the rate. It doesn't even really matter. Is it the rate or is it the property value? Uh, what what matters is at the end of the year do they have to write a bigger check than they wrote last year? And so that's that we have to keep that in mind and uh, and make sure that we keep our. Um, our, our, our tax rate low enough to be able to compensate for that uh, so that we, you know, can, can take care of our community as well. We had approximately 1500 uh, new students come into the district. As you can see, like we talked about earlier, there's a bunch of rooftops coming up in, in Waxahachie. Um, a lot of people moving here, great place to live. But with that, there's, you know, there's kids and they're coming and 1500 new kids. So now what are what are your thoughts on growth and how the district should manage growth? Yeah, I think we have to look at other alternatives. I, I think we, uh, you know, we haven't really talked specifically about the bond, but um, there's a bond there. out there. <laughs> okay, uh, we, we have to look at alternatives for, um, you know, the model that we use uh, is, you know, decades old. Um, in terms of a, a child sitting at a desk uh, in, a, in, a, in a brick building. And, uh, you know, we have to look at that. What are ways that we can address the growth um, that are less expensive. I mean, we still have, uh, we still have over $220 million worth of principal from previous bonds that, that, uh, that when coupled with the, uh, with the interest, you know, it means that we are going to pay over $360 million, uh, even before we talk about whatever happens this year with this bond. So whatever model we are following, it's like, you know, it's like we have our car and we owe money against our car and we keep rolling it into the newer model. That's, that's nice and has the things that we would like to have. Uh, but we, we take that balance and roll it into the, the loan for the new car. And uh, we keep doing that. And we get more and more upside down uh, as time goes on. And that's what we're doing. And so the, the model that we're using uh, appears to me is not working because we're losing ground on that. We can't just keep adding uh, debt to our community at that rate. So we have to find alternatives. Uh, we have to uh, you know, convene a group, not just to say, how should we do the bond, but let's convene a group and say, what alternatives are there to a bond? You know, can we do, uh, what, where, what can we do with uh, what I call creative scheduling, right? If we, um, in every position I've ever held, there's people that would like to be there a couple hours early and get off a couple hours early. There's people that would like to sleep in a little bit and come in a couple hours later and they are good with staying a little bit later. Um, you know, what, mm -hmm. what are our opportunities like that? And, uh, you know, how can we leverage partnerships with homeschool or with, or with uh, private school? Uh, what, what uh, internships can we, can we use with uh, local, uh, local government, local business? Um, you know, I, there's just, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but I think we need to convene, uh, you know, parents, teachers uh, for that purpose and, and uh, find out what ideas are out there and what alternatives would we have? Um, you know, we, 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 we live in 2023. We don't have to stick to the same models uh, we have a lot of options available to us, so let's just uh, let's 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 find out what those alternatives are, and uh, and maybe there's something there that we could benefit from. There are other school districts that have uh, 
paid off their bonds, that have gotten out of debt, that operate out of debt. You know, I want to benchmark those districts and see how did they do that? And, uh, you know, how can we be the best steward of our community's uh, tax dollars? And how important is that to you that to be a good steward of the taxpayer's money? I, it's of paramount importance. It's, uh, you know, I mean, every everybody that I talk to wants the best education for a student. That's a consistent uh, throughout. Um, no question. Everybody wants that. But we can't we can't do that at the at the expense of pressing our community to the brink of financial disaster at the at the, uh, at the expense of having people in Waxahachie losing their homes. Um, it, it's just we can't do it. It's just it's not an option. And, you know, the, the bond is, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, if I, if I believe in this and I want to pay uh, money to the school district, uh, that's one thing. But to, to pass a bond, that means that everybody has to pay that. And, uh, you know, there's there's folks that are that are that are already being choked out by their property taxes. And it, it only makes it worse to go back to them with a bill for six hundred million dollars. Uh, is we, we just cannot do it. It's a paramount importance that we find an alternative. So you mentioned $600 million, so we'll get into the bond. I wanted to ask you, um, what are your thoughts on that bond? Did you get a chance to look at it? And uh, is that something that you would support? Uh, I, no, there, there are four parts. Um, I'm against all four parts. Uh, I think that we need, again, I, I think that we need to uh, look into what are the alternatives? Um, how can we uh, provide education for our students and not uh, hit our community with a bill for $600 million. Uh, in fairness, uh, 594, <laughs> nearly 595 million. Um, but when you consider the interest that will undoubtedly come, it puts it over a billion dollars of what we would anticipate paying back. Um, so no, I am a, I'm against all of the, of, of all of the bond propositions. Um, one thing that you will frequently hear, right? You'll frequently hear, Oh, it's just a little bit, you know, for an average family, a little bit per month. Um, but on each of the bond pro propositions, if you look, um, that, 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 that number of whatever it is, $5 and 67 cents that, that keeps being used, um, that is not what's on the ballot. What's on the ballot. If you read the proposition, the last line of the, of the, each proposition says without limit as to rate or amount to pay the principal and interest on the bond. So, um, you know, that can be the target for $5.61 per month, um, but that is not what you're voting on. If you vote for the bond, you're voting uh, that not only you, but everybody in, in this district uh, will pay without on their, on their property taxes without limit as to rate or amount. And uh, I think that's significant. Uh, that, and that's the legal language that you're speaking of, right? That, that's on there? Yes. Um, yeah, it's there's the 561 was, you know, thrown around and then a taxable value of 224, as you can see on the screen. That's kind of the numbers that, that um that the school district has put out um there's more there's been several presentations and, and that's why i'm going to have them on to kind of uh get down to the details that i cannot get to but you can see that you know where the school rates are and here is exactly what the bond is supposed to fund and that is a new elementary two new elementaries a steam academy expansions for hancock finley howard uh land for future sites uh high school the, that's the prop B at high school. The proposition C is for facilities upgrades, um, A upgrades, B upgrades, food service replacements. And D is athletic improvements um, at Waxahachie High School, which is 19.9. So the total um, for all the propositions is 594 million, almost 595 million. To be honest, it's 595 million. Right. Um, th th that's, that's a lot of money. So you can't, 
from what I understand in Texas, you can't build schools um, out of the budget. I could be wrong, but there is there is limitations on how a school can save money, how much money a school can retain um, and how much they can how what they can do with certain money and if they could do fund capital projects that way. So when you have things like bonds, um, that's kind of the mechanism that that the laws in Texas kind of are giving you. So how would you address, you know, the needs for these these schools um, in another way? Uh, and you did mention scheduling. So I was going to ask you, along with that question, you know, kind of can you weave in um, maybe doing year round school or four tens? So. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been part of. Uh... I've, I've worked around uh, warehousing and, and things like that. And I know a lot of times companies, if they, if they want to ship more, uh, more commodities through the same, <laughs> through the same facility, you know, they don't build another building, right. They just have another shift and I'm not uh, advocating that we have a midnight shift, but, um, but I've also seen a lot of people would prefer um, to come in earlier, to get off earlier. Some people would prefer to come in later, get off later. Um, you know, if we were to look at that on a voluntary basis, I bet you, I would just be willing to bet you if we had a group of folks that we would find families that it would work much better for their schedules uh, if, if they could adjust it a little bit, one direction or another, and, and probably would find teachers that uh, would prefer uh, those adjustments. Um, you know, but if we go into it and we say, and, I, and that's just an idea that I had of, uh, you know, of, of uh, what is another way we get more productivity out of the same building. Um, I think if we were to investigate that, we might find uh, some way to, I don't think we would necessarily duplicate, you know, have an entire whole um, schedule uh, in terms of like another shift, but we might be able to gain uh, efficiencies that we could, that we could then use. And I think, well, I think it's very important that we consider all the alternatives before right. we go forward. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you, you know, one of the biggest things that are hitting the school districts nowadays too, is retaining teachers. Um, the superintendent, you know, has been active on, you know, getting good teachers for the area. What are some of the ways as a board member you would, you would want to help in getting more teachers? Yeah. What I ideas? Think, yeah. I, I think that a teacher um, who is being supported, uh, who has what he or she needs to, to teach the students that meet more often than not <laughs> mean the world to that teacher. Um, if, the, if we're providing what the teacher needs to, to be able to be effective, uh, then I think that teacher is going to be very happy. Um, if, if, we are, uh, if we are requiring that teacher to take their limited uh, funds and go and buy things for their uh, classroom, which has happened since the dawn of time, as I <laughs> understand it, um, then, uh, you know, and, and, and where we then require, hey, you know, you have to, uh, we need the school district to look, to look good. So you need to teach to the, to the STARS test and, and these kinds of things. Um, regardless of what you know is, is, uh, is important for these students to learn. Um, I think the more freedom that we give that teacher, the more support that we give the teacher in terms of what he or she needs to teach those students, uh, then the happier that teacher is going to be and want to continue with us. Yeah. Well, I mean, the teacher's definitely, uh, your employee and it doesn't matter where you work. The employee has to feel some kind of, you know, being appreciated in some way, shape or form. Sure. It does make for a more productive workplace, but you know, the teachers definitely is, is something, the growth, the taxes. So, you know, ed educating these kids has been a hotbed in this country. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that, that has gone on. So I want to know 
what are your thoughts on, and you kind of touched on this a little bit. Um, there, are, there are certain things the school board can lobby, but they can't really control curriculum, but you can look at certain things that are in the district. Um, what are your thoughts on on divisive uh, divisive lessons being shown, like, you know, for instance, CRT or, or derivatives of CRT or SEL? Can you tell me about that? Sure, sure. Uh, CRT is, uh, is an application of Marxism that is uh, Marxism splits the community, splits the, the society into two groups, the oppressors and the oppressed. And uh, based on the history of our country and some of the tensions that have divided us in the past, uh, it exploits that. Uh, it applies that Marxism uh, to America by, by, you know, racially due to our past tensions. Um, and CRT uh, continues uh, that, that, that practice that, that, that we have worked so hard to root out of this country. Uh, we as a nation have, uh, have worked hard to root out of this nation. And uh, so absolutely, we need to, uh, you did a, a great interview with uh, Dr. Carol Swain. And uh, I think everybody needs to go watch that <laughs> interview and read her book that you, uh, that you, that she, you know, Black Guy for America with uh, Carol Swain. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And learn more about that because, you know, I think it's really easy to say, no, as a school district, we don't teach CRT. Well, that's, you know, what we're really saying is there's no CRT class. Um, however, on a, in a social study curriculum book, or even, and I've even heard stories of math books uh, that have CRT built into even the, uh, even the question. There you go. Yeah. Dr. Swain. Um, so I think we just need to be on the lookout <laughs> and we need to be aware. And, and again, I, I think that uh, one role that I hope to play on the school board is to be a shield um, to watch that GISD students against CRT and, uh, and against the other by the same name, you know, whether it's SEL or DEI or some of the other names that they, they like to change the names to make it you know, harder to, to see. But uh, the bottom line is the Constitution of the United States would protect our society against Marxism, uh, if we were teaching and if our if our students understood that, if they understood the principles of the Declaration, where all men are created equal and they're endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, to the extent that our students know those things, and, uh, you know, they're going to be better prepared to withstand any attacks that, that come from Marxism and, and these other areas. Right. Well, that is definitely a hot but button issue. So I wanted to ask you, there was a lot of learning loss during COVID because of shutdowns. And so I wanted to ask you if you were presented with that choice of shutting the school down and masking the kids, was that something that you would support again? I would not support that. I think that the numbers, even back then, the numbers uh, were clear that uh, the school age students were not the ones that were, uh, you know, that were, that, that were susceptible to the COVID virus. Um, and so I think that we paid a big price um, and didn't get a good return for our investment there. So no, I would not be in favor of that. I, I would be in favor of the, of the parental right. Uh, if the parents felt they needed to, to hold them out and, and use online learning or something like that, then, then I'm not gonna get in the way of a parent's right to make a decision for their child. Um, but the, but the, uh, to across the board to you know, close the school down or even to mandate masks or vaccines, uh, no, I'm not in favor of any of that. Okay. So yeah, that, that's definitely one of those things that were, that affected all of us when COVID came down and masking kids. And there's a lot of stuff that came out of that, but there was learning loss, like I mentioned earlier. So what are some of the things 
some of the ideas that maybe you would foster because as a school board member you, you you know you're part you're representing the community what are some of the things you'd like to see the school do when it comes to learning loss of the kids well i think specifically to learning loss is really the same thing that we would need to do uh, just in terms of uh, we, we we need to provide for the education of the students right we need to uh, we need to provide an, uh, an exceptional uh, education for each student. And the more you do that, you know, we're going to make up for any losses in the past for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I think we do that by uh, um, transparency. Um, transparency, what goes on on the school board will then uh, bring parents involvement in. And the more parental involvement that we have in, I think we'll, uh, we'll uh, pay dividends uh, to the quality of education that we can provide uh, because we have the parents' support. Um, the more we can support teachers, provide those teachers with what they need for their classroom to be successful. And they know what they need uh, to be successful. And they care about the children. They want to provide a great education. Um, that's what they do. And uh, so the more we support them, we get out of their way uh, with, you know, uh, weird requirements uh, and, and, uh, and, and use, our, use our budgets for not for, not for uh, things that they don't need, but the things that they directly do need. Right. What do you need to run the, the classroom? And how do we provide that? And uh, I think the more that we do that, we're going to make up for any lost ground uh, and and go and go forward from there. So that's what I want to do. Oh, well, you know that is definitely being supportive is definitely part of it. And there is a there's a lot of you know there's a lot of things there's a lot of arguments for like classical education and there's different things that that come into that one. Unfortunately, I don't have enough time, but I wanted to ask you about um, CTE. That right now the school did, the Waxahachie has done some very exciting things. Like um, they've done the medical, they're doing the medical CTE. I believe they got welding. They have a bunch of them, and I'm sorry if I don't know the whole list. I will, but there is a bunch of different things. So I want to know what are your thoughts on CTE and and funding that. I, I think that's a great thing. I think that uh, the, uh, the the trades are are lucrative careers that the students can can uh, prepare for uh, and then be able to, to step into to be a productive uh, <laughs> and really a lot of the, a lot of times the folks that, uh, that do that that learn those trades uh, and are able to go out into those kinds of roles uh, are gonna <laughs> be every bit as much or more successful than those who go through a, a more you know college-based route. Um, so I definitely definitely think that that's a, a great thing. Uh, I have a son who is uh, 14 years old and he wants to be a plumber. And, uh, and, and he's excited to do that. And, and, uh, you know, when I need to change out a faucet at home, I roll him into that and, and he loves doing that. And so I think, uh, you know, the more that we can do that and teach students to do that, or even to just make those things available so they can, they can make decisions on uh, what interests them. And, uh, you know, those are, those are critically needed roles across our, our society. And so, uh, absolutely, absolutely. We need, yeah. that's a, a big part of what we can do to prepare students to take that next leg of their journey in terms Probably. of moving into their career. I will tell you that the the a plumber makes darn good money now. <laughs> they do, man. It's not something I would do. My per, my trade was uh, both diesels, the you know, in the Navy and then HVAC. I've done both of those, and they've provided good livings. And so mm-hmm. that that is, uh, I, I'm a big supporter of CTE. So I'm glad to hear somebody, you know, um, somebody that's that's that supports that too. So um, this is the part of the show where you get to talk to people directly. You get okay. to tell them your pitch, and I'll step out of the way and let you get to it. Okay. Well, sounds good. Thank you so much. And uh, again, I just uh, I just think that it's important that we provide uh, education for our students. Our students are going to be the leaders that will take us 
into, regardless of which area of, of our future as a country, they're going to take us and they're going to lead in every single area. And so it is incumbent upon uh, Waxhachie ISD to prepare them to do that. Uh, and then it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay dividends back to each and every one of us. Uh, so we, first and foremost, need to provide education uh, for our students, uh, top-notch education. Uh, secondly, I think it's very important that, that, that we produce patriotic citizens. Uh, I think it's very important that our, that our students graduate uh, knowing the foundational principles of our country from our foundational uh, documents um, and, uh, and, and, and knowing why. Uh, why is it why is it exceptional? Why is it awesome? Why is it an amazing blessing to be an American and uh, that they understand that and, and that they're not uh, and that we don't uh, allow them to be uh, lied to by the woke agenda, by socialism, by Marxism, by so many of those uh, forces that are trying to get in and get to our students uh, to steal their hearts and minds. Um, so patriotism and uh, and then also lastly, fiscal responsibility, uh, you know, even the best education that that everybody uh, without question, everybody wants the best education for our students. Uh, we can't do that by pushing our community to the brink of financial disaster. Um, so we have to be fiscally responsible as well and use our money smartly um, to, to accomplish these, these purposes. So education, patriotism, and fiscal responsibility, those are the three things. And I appreciate uh, your support. I appreciate your, your vote. And DV, thank you so much for uh, the opportunity to speak with you today. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to, to be on. Oh man, thank you. I I uh I appreciate when people come on this show. It, it's not like I said, it's not something that's easy getting grilled um and ask these questions, but you know, it it's uh it's part of it. It's so that people can see the people that want to lead the, the um especially something as important as a school district, which determines, you know, how your child learns, um, um, you know, how your child becomes into adult in some respects and you know having a balance that between the parents and the schools and so it's very important and then another thing it being your the highest part of your tax bill it does yeah. affect you in the pocketbook too so it the school board the school board interviews are probably the most important without people knowing that they're the most important yeah so um again thank you so much for coming on and uh you know i wish you best of luck i will be having um mr clay schoolfield the incumbent on um next month I don't remember the exact date, but I will be posting it. So stay tuned to that. And uh, again, thank you for coming on.